This reading is taken from chapter 4, The Limitations of Science. Picture the scene. You're in a courtroom. The defendant, Mr. Smith, is standing in the dock. The prosecuting lawyer, Mr. Jones, has just begun presenting his evidence to the jury. Honourable ladies and gentlemen of the jury, I have presented you with a motive, a murder weapon found at Mr. Smith's house, and the victim's blood on Mr. Smith. This evidence proves Mr. Smith's guilt in the murder of Miss Davis. Did you murder Miss Davis, Mr. Smith? Mr. Smith stands there silently and mutters, no. So despite this overwhelming evidence, can we say without a shred of doubt that Mr. Smith was the murderer? Of course not. But the overwhelming evidence suggests that Mr. Smith is more than likely guilty. However, Without Mr Smith admitting his guilt or CCTV evidence of the crime taking place, we can only speculate given the provided evidence. If we now think of this in terms of science, say the theory of evolution, we can more easily conceptualise what we mean by a theory. Given the large body of evidence in support of evolution via natural selection, we can argue that given this evidence, this theory is the most probable one. Like Mr. Smith's guilt, we can only speculate given this tremendous amount of evidence, but it is not a cold hard fact. However, in any court case, new evidence can be brought to light that can go for or against a defendant. Mr. Smith's lawyer, Mrs. Broadbent, speaks up. I've just been given new evidence, a single angle from a CCTV camera that shows Mr. Smith walking away from the location of the crime before the crime occurred. This unequivocally proves that my client, Mr. Smith, did not murder Mrs. Davies. But does it? Of course not. A single camera angle is not hard evidence. Mr. Smith quite easily doubled back to the crime scene away from the camera. Equally, if Mr. Jones had presented a slice of TV to show Mr. Smith walking towards the crime scene, this would not be concrete evidence that he committed the crime. It would only add to the body of evidence. In order for a key piece of scientific theory to be overthrown, there needs to be a large body of evidence to suggest this new theory is equally as probable as the current existing theory. A classic example is what would happen if you jumped into a black hole? Would you be spaghettified? Which is the, the vertical stretching and horizontal compression of objects into thin long shapes? Or would you be flash fried before you entered? These are actually very important concepts in quantum mechanics. This new flash fried theory, or the firewall paradox, proposed in 2012, conflicts with theories proposed by both Einstein and Hawking. Due to the theoretical potential of this new firewall theory, physicists have to consider all these competing theories in their work. This Firewall theory only gained traction due to the large amount of theory in support of this prediction. Even with this evidence, the firewall theory cannot overrule the classic theory behind what happens when you enter a black hole. All that this firewall theory has done is given us a potential explanation, which will allow scientists to work on these competing theories. So back to our courtroom. Miss Broadhurst has just received a vital piece of evidence. 
some CCTV footage from a bar shows Mr. Smith drinking all night with some friends before the murder took place up until after the police arrived on the scene. This vital piece of evidence proves that Mr. Smith could not have possibly committed the crime. Mr. Jones slumps dejected in his chair and throws his briefcase across the desk. Science is not infallible. Someone can come along at any point with a new theory, new empirical evidence that can contradict or conflict with existing knowledge. As a scientist, I am only interested in my quest for understanding. If someone comes along and conducts more robust experiments that contradict what I have found in my experiments, I have to be open to these competing results. Unlike Mr. Jones, I will not throw my briefcase across the desk. I will then set out to further test these two competing hypotheses to determine which one holds the most weight. This is part and parcel of what science is. However, scientists will only consider competing theories if they are built upon rigorous scientific experimentation. The single-angle CCTV shot of Mr. Smith walking away from the scene is not robust enough evidence to question the idea that Mr. Smith is guilty. However, key pieces of evidence, such as the CCTV footage from the bar, are. So I have highlighted what I mean by the term limitations in the previous example. Science is a mixture of both dynamic processes, so see the black hole example, and static processes, such as the speed of light. The speed of light is constant, or it may not be, uh, future experiments may prove otherwise. What really limits some branches of science is our inability to try and prove unequivocal complex processes. Over time, with the advancements in technology, more and more of these processes will be studied in greater detail, but we, never, but we may never know what the correct answer is. For example, why do we yawn? Is there more than one universe? What is love? All these are questions that science can provide both empirical and theoretical evidence for, but may never find the answer to. Science is the best discipline we can have to tackle these questions with any accuracy. Sure, someone sitting in a coffee shop in Shoreditch can suggest the reason for why we yawn, but until they carry out robust controlled experiments, they can't really say it with any conviction.